0: I'm a brand podcaster in the accounting, finance, and fintech space. Our flagship show, Accounting Influencers, is now one of the world's leading podcasts in this genre. And there's a number of spin-off shows over the years. This particular show is now focusing on talent, which, let's face it, is one of the biggest challenges for the accounting world at the moment. And the format stays the same. I interview the experts, the influencers, and the leaders in many different aspects of culture, talent, Employer brand succession, talent attraction, retention, soft skills, accounting credentials, qualifications, leadership, mental well-being, the brand of the profession, employee value propositions, employee engagement, increasing capacity and headcount in accounting firms, career development, and the usual HR, Atlen and Development, DEI, the great resignation, a ton of other talent-related issues in accounting. And whether you're hiring or being hired, happy where you are or considering a move, leading or following, employed or self-employed, totally skilled up and super employable or needing to refresh your skills, sharpen your personal brand, this is the perfect podcast for you accounting, finance and tech professionals to stay competitive, relevant and informed about all things talent in accounting. So let's get moving with today's show. Influencers Broadcast Network presents Influencers in Accounting with Rob Brown and Martin Bissett Brought to you by Advanced Track Welcome to another interview on the Influencers in Accounting podcast I'm thrilled to have back to the for the second time it's Casey Blake from Calibri Law Lawfare Management Good day to you Hi Rob, how are you? Splendid, it's great to have you back. Casey, for people that haven't come across you, tell us what you do and what Calibri Law Firm Management are all about.
1: Absolutely, so I am the COO of Calibri Law Firm Management and we provide fractional law firm management to help law firms run lean and efficiently. And when you work with us, you'll be assigned a Chief of Staff who is basically the right hand or can be the right hand to the managing partner. And that Chief of Staff is going to be the trusted advisor the integrator the communicator and the executor so we really want to be a member of the leadership team helping drive decisions forward um, and manage overall operation functions
0: thank you explain the word fractional in that description
1: yes so for us what fractional means is it's essentially part-time so instead of you hiring someone internally to be there 40 hours a week. We work really closely on your high-level goals, and we work with you on that fractional basis.
0: Got it. So our accounting practitioners and listeners all over the world are now thinking, why do we have a law firm expert on this show? So give us a little bit of your credentials in the CPA world, Casey.
1: Absolutely. Yes. No, I understand. So the majority of my career has actually been in the accounting industry by way of roles in marketing. So I was on the marketing and sales team at the largest global accounting firm, uh, PwC for a number of years, and I learned a lot there. As I mentioned, I call those my sponge years. I took in a lot about strategic and smart marketing for accounting firms. And from there, I brought that knowledge to a mid-sized firm in Boston, where I was the director of marketing for over six years. And that was a great opportunity to bring what I had learned in kind of the larger field and combine that with my creative thinking. And it was a really exciting role to be in. And then now, as mentioned, I'm in this new role as COO of Calibri Law Firm Management. Uh, But that's my background relative to the accounting
0: world. I'm thinking of the bigger picture here. There's a talk of general equity models in professional firms are broken in that the managing partner has to be an accountant or a lawyer. They've got equity, you pay for that. And then the millennials, Gen Z coming through, don't really want to pay for the retirement of that partner to move on. So there's then talk of a C-suite type approach, a CEO, a CFO. Are you seeing a little bit of that going on in your world?
1: Yeah, it's very interesting, actually, because there are firms right now that are hiring for for more C-suite level. Um, I've seen that in the accounting firm space where I'm seeing more people pop up with the title of COO, um, also at, at, at law firms, frankly, as well. And that's where I'll just say, again, with Calibri, the background of the folks that we have as chiefs of staff, it really, to be honest, it is interchangeable often with the job description of a COO. So it's really helping firms Get efficient um, and allow them to oversee some of the functions that can really put time back on a, a managing partner's plate. That's ultimately our goal. And, you know, as we've discussed, but sometimes you'll find that a managing partner, they have so many hats on their head because they're trying to do so many things really well. Bring in the clients, service the clients, keep the people happy, keep the lights on, make sure that you know HR is functioning and mark. And it's a lot, and it's very, it, it can be exhausting. And so, where we like to come in, or our chiefs of staff can come in, is to help take a few of those hats off the head, so that a managing partner can get back more time on on their plate, and uh, that favorite word, be a little bit more billable perhaps, um, so that someone who has this background in law firm management can come in. And really help um and be and be an, an overseer and a manager
0: we're going to hone in on marketing with law firms and accounting firms in a moment but generally with the infrastructure of a law firm and accounting firm are they run in very similar ways casey from what you see
1: yeah very similar um we often see one managing partner sometimes there's the the co-managing partner um a lot of firms do have an executive committee comprised of other partners. Some are equity, as you mentioned, some firms, it kind of depends, but there's that kind of soundboard to make decisions. And then there's the partners. And then from there on, you know, it's similar at an accounting firm, it might be principals, managers, seniors, and associates, which obviously a law firm, that's different because associate at a law firm means differently than at an accounting firm. Um, but yes, I think I've definitely observed that a lot of the structure relative to the leadership is is very similar.
0: Which professional service discipline is most competitive from what you've seen the legal world or the accounting world
1: gosh i feel that's actually this that's a great question um and why i'm finding it difficult to give a straight answer is because i find that both are in the sense that both are currently in these saturated markets um where there's a lot of offerings out there you can drive down the street and see on different street corners, so and so cpa from or go down downtown and see building with multiple firms in one place so i feel that when it comes to being competitive i feel that both are very very similar because they're both very strong in their conviction that what they're doing and how they can help clients is the best way to do it um gosh I don't know, maybe lawyers are a little bit more competitive. <laughs> maybe they're a little bit more competitive, but I think that both both are considered that way.
0: Well, you get a sense with lawyers. We see a lot of it in the movies and the dramas on television that they'd, they'd kill their own grandmother to get to a client or seal a deal or something like that. They're litigious, they're in court, they're adversarial, whereas accountants are probably a little bit milder and those monthly recurring fees all the time makes them a, a little less active out there. Am I stereotyping a bit too much?
1: well maybe tv is tv right but i think that but i think that you're, i think that you're fair in the sense that like if we look at the um the education trajectory for an accountant versus a cpa um an accountant they're they're learning how to argue um they're learning how to win right and so a cpa they're not going to they're not going to school to win they're going to school to learn how to do the accounting work and how to you know X, Y, and Z ways to uh, make sure that people are being compliant and that they're getting things in on time. There's still compliance and deadlines, of course, with the attorney world as well. But I think that there is a little bit of that edge that is a a bit different um, in the aspect of winning and dialogue and and all of that.
0: Yeah. So if we looking at the differences and similarities between law firm and accounting firm approaches to marketing, I guess the biggest difference is, the retained arrangement of accounting firms is more prevalent, isn't it? Those monthly recurring fees, it's a mandated uh, service by law. We all have to do an audit and submit our tax returns, whereas law can be a little bit more discretionary. So just open up the discussion for us, Casey, and outline, uh, I don't know, first the differences or the similarities. Where do you want to go?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, I have a lot more similarities. So I'll start with the differences just to keep it simple. But you're right, that's a big one that you just noted is, from an accounting perspective, right? If, if your client's happy working with you, they're going to keep coming back every single year for you to do their tax return. And that's the same from a corporate perspective or individual. And also if you, let's say you're an individual that's worked with the CPA for many years, and then you want to open a business, they already know who their CPA is going to be. But fair to say that with the legal industry, um, that may not be recurring. It might be a one-time case, might take a lot of time, but then once that case is one um it, it, you move on right so but i think from a marketing perspective you know some of the the general things that i that i've observed is seo spend the ability to maybe want to spend on some of like the seo or geofencing i think that from that competitive edge perspective um attorneys i and this is again i'm just kind of comparing a few firms against each other this is this is not meant to be a blanket statement because i certainly know bigger CPA firms that have a more robust budget who spend more in the SEO space. But just from a handful, I've observed that SEO, Google AdWords, geofencing is a real money spend priority for certain um, law firms more than I've seen for accounting firms. And I think that that is a bit about that competitive edge of wanting to be at the top of your area. So if you're an attorney, you want people in your immediate town, county to come to you. Not that a CPA doesn't, by the way, but wants their area to know what they can do for them. So when they have an issue, the first phone call is to their local attorney that's coming up first in Google.
0: So has not verbalization one- changed that though? Because we're getting clients from everywhere now, aren't we?
1: We are. And I think that's fair. I think that, you know, the concept of what of geofencing where you can kind of put like a, a plunk, if you will, right around where you are and do some more uh targeted approaches, it does change. But I do feel that there is still and 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 this might be a little bit of an old school thought, but there is still that comfort of if you are dealing with something that's very stressful from a legal perspective, and you can drive down the street and go to the person who came up first, and maybe your, your cousin, you know, already went to them for, there is a little bit of a comfort in that and being able to sit across the table. I think that there's so much benefit to the globalization of being able to say, I'm here, you're the best, but you're way over there, I can still come and talk to you absolutely um but i do feel that what i've just observed is that there has been this emphasis on okay to spend in certain areas relative to seo
0: i get that and i'm just thinking of the amber heard johnny Depp trial johnny Depp wouldn't have chosen a law firm in australia and done his uh client calls by zoom would he <laughs> right oh, exactly seems. he needed exactly. to be in the room with them
1: exactly so that's that's one thing that just i've observed and i think too um and this this actually you know it may vary even with within firm to firm as it relates to, you know, put whatever industry you want on it, but um, the developments leading into perhaps hiring a marketing director. So I would say that not even differentiating between the two, the two, you know, accounting and law right now, but even firm to firm, some firms, they don't hire a marketing director until they really feel like it's necessary. Like, oh my gosh, you know, this is just, is too much for us to for us to keep putting on to the firm administrator's plate or this is just too much for x y and z partner and so i find that that's an interesting dialogue just to have around the consideration of maybe when it's time to do that and also some people have very successful outsourced relationships too with with marketing agencies um and also budget so i'll note that again this is more of a different differentiation between size of firms but budget fluctuates quite greatly between firms and some Um, might do the standard, okay, four to 5% of our net revenue is devoted to marketing. Some may have way more than that, because they either can, because, hey, they've got clients coming in the door, and we can keep paying for it. But others, it just might be a different priority that they want to spend X number of dollars on billboard ad campaigns. Another firm might say, oh, that doesn't, that's not going to cut it for me. So I think that those can be some of the key kind of differentiators in general relative to just firm to firm. Um, and I'm happy to pivot to similarities if, if you want, or I, or we can stick to differences for a minute if you had other thoughts there. Let's,
0: let's go there in a moment. Who do you feel values the marketing function more in a professional firm? The managing part of a law firm or the managing part of an accounting firm?
1: You've caused me to pause, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> That's rare that I that rare that I'm speechless for a moment.
0: Maybe, maybe there isn't an answer, Casey. It maybe varies from managing partner to managing farmers. Some of them really get marketing, don't they? Regardless Some of the Some do. Sector yeah.
1: I, I I would I guess my answer is I guess my non-answer is that it depends on the managing partner, as you kind of just helped me get to that conclusion. But I think it's because I think it depends on a few things. It it depends on the, the managing partner's appetite for marketing. Um, And I think it also depends on seeing it more than just a um, function. It needs to be an operational strategic vision, right? So if a managing partner can see it as a growth vehicle rather than, okay, well, Casey's just gonna make sure our headshots look good on the website and throw a LinkedIn post up there. That's important too, by the way, but understanding why it's a growth vehicle. And if a managing partner can see that, then that's where that change happens of seeing the value.
0: Which sector would more likely have a marketing person on the board? Because I I appreciate it's hard to get on the board in functions like marketing and HR and L&D and things like that. I did a master's in human resource and development, and there was constantly talk of having that influence and voice in the company and getting a place at the table where you've got that voice and you can put over your ideas. You've got to be making the business case, as you said in the previous episode. So uh, it, it's a place for the senior partners. It's a case maybe for a CFO type person, but this is a place for a CMO or a marketing director to be on the, the top table.
1: You know what I'll say again, and, and not to sound like, again, like a non-answer, but I I wanted to say that I think over the last few years, there's been much more of a turn in the dialogue to bringing marketing professionals to that leadership level in both. And I actually admire that. And I think that, you know, we've come a very long way. And I say that, you know, for many years, I've been involved with the Association for Accounting Marketing. And when we have conversations with some of the folks who started the organization years ago, they tell, as we discussed in our previous episode, they tell stories of how hard it was for them to be seen as valued members of the firm and not simply just task checkers if you know what i'm saying and so we've come to this beautiful place i feel that now we're at this summit event and there's people up on the stage who are c-suite level they're chief marketing officers at at an accounting firm i've met cmos from law firms and i think why that's so refreshing and so important is that not only does it show value it also shows value for the up-and-coming Group of people that want to be marketers because they can look up and say, you know, what I'm doing today as a marketing associate, it plays a bigger role. And I have the potential to be at this next level as my career grows. So I think having examples of that is so important for younger and and newer marketers to both of the industries. I often joke, I say, you know, if you had told me back in college that I would have been the director of marketing at a CPA firm, I would have said, no like why would i want to do and you know because maybe it wasn't as it wasn't advertised as glamorously as going to an agency or work you know but um there's there's it really can be an exciting an exciting role so to go back to your question is i think that both industries are taking leaps and bounds to see why it's great and i'll add to that is about why it is so great, and I'll, and I'll plead the case for my fellow marketers out there who may need buy And this is where you press play um, in front of your managing partner, is it's really important, I feel, to have someone on the leadership or on the board that isn't a CPA or is not an attorney or isn't, you know, fill in, your, fill in the blank, because you're naturally going to bring a different way of solving a problem because your mind works differently. And again, not all attorneys think the same way. Not all CPAs think the same way. But when you invite someone who may live in more of the creative space on a daily basis, or a think outside the box space, or problem solving uh, space, that's where the magic can happen because you're 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 inviting that other way of. Um, of solving issues together. And I think that's a huge, a huge progress step in the right direction.
0: Got it. You've just uh, increased the labor shortage in accounting firms because they're all now migrating to the marketing function and don't want to do any more billable hours. So well- There we go. <laughs> 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 Whatever I can do to help. <laughs> Casey, talk to us then about some of the similarities between the way law firms and accounting firms market themselves. What are they learning from each other?
1: Yeah, so I mean, first and foremost with with accountants and attorneys, you know they're playing important roles in our culture, and our society. People need CPAs, people need attorneys. There's so much going on with AI and robots. And there's, you know, we we worry that, you know, things can be replaced. Let's, let's take a step back from that. Attorneys and CPAs are incredibly important people in our culture and our society. People need them on a daily basis. So I think that some of the similarities is one of the things that we talked about is the culture piece of making marketing and business development part of your culture. And why I feel that it's similar is it's similar where both areas have the opportunity to invest in marketing as part of their culture from the onset that someone starts at that firm. So when someone joins the firm, they as they have the ability to understand why marketing and BD is so important if it's talked about. So I think the similarity there is having that capability to talk about these things with new hires from the onset that they join your firm, it allows that growth um, to start right away. So I feel that that's, that is a similarity from an onboarding perspective of perhaps a new person. Um, also strategic plan development. So I feel that firm law firms and accounting firms could have very similar strategic plans from a template perspective. If I took uh, you know a strategic marketing plan that I put together for a CPA firm, it could look very similar for a, for a law firm, not the objectives, because every firm has unique objectives. So they would never be a copy paste on the objectives or what comes out of a slot analysis. But the the features of a strategic plan being data and analysis and research and competitive analysis and online presence, all of those things you'd see or should see in strategic plans for, for either accounting firms or law firms. It's funny, we we already kind of touched on websites together, but um, websites being up to date is something where they're similar because you're either gonna see that they're similar um, in what they're saying they do or how they look and feel. But uh, I think that allowing them or, or making sure that your sites are up to date, I think is something that all firms of any, you know, legal or accounting should be looking at. Um, and also team size, so depending on, Let's say you know two firms do have the same headcount. Let's say that's where we may see similar types of support. You know, for a marketing professional, that's where we might see um, the prioritization and the value in it. Um, and then one other similarity I'll bring up is is there's some really excellent organizations out there to support professional services marketers, and I note that because I know how much it's been a huge value to my career. I already mentioned you know the Association for Accounting Marketing just a few minutes ago. Um, But there's some really great, there's a legal marketing association, there's a lot of local chapters for people to get involved with. There's also bigger organizations that your firm may be a member of uh, that has a marketing group or local society, you know, CPA societies. And I know that because I do feel that both legal and accounting, you know, want to have marketers get together to talk through things, to talk through ideas and to learn from each other. So I feel that that can be, that's a, definitely a similarity as well.
0: Sometimes you can't be a peer over the garden wall to see what your neighbors are doing.
1: <laughs> yes. And honestly, I have found people are very generous with their insights. Obviously, if you're a direct competitor, there can be a little you know cause for concern. You don't want to share your secret sauce with the firm next door. But overall, I, you know, so much of my career growth, I attribute to learning from people that I've met in the industry and being able to just simply pick up the phone and say, I'm dealing with this. How did you manage this at your firm? Or someone calling me and saying, you know, what would you do or how would you change the marketing plan from this year to next year? What, what there's, that is, that's invaluable to have those types of relationships.
0: Yeah. Just paint a picture for us, Casey, as we draw this to a close of what's coming up in the world of marketing for CPA firms, accounting firms, predominantly over the next few years, because things change quickly, don't they?
1: Things do change really quickly, and I think that some of the biggest, the biggest things in general, I think, are going to continue to be this dialogue around retention and and people. I think it's going to continue to be around hybrid work environments and how you're marketing about your firm's plans to support your people. I think that that's a big kind of again that correlation between internal brand and external brand. This is employer um, brand,
0: isn't it? We're talking about here.
1: It really can I think that's a big continuous dialogue that we're going to see as the year as the years move forward. And marketing
0: is, has a big play in that.
1: Absolutely. Oh big time. I you know it's having the strategic knowledge of how to either wordsmith things in a way to make it very clear what your firm is doing for its people um, and also how to externally brand that. So not only your clients understand what your firm's values are, but that incoming prospective uh, employees can understand too. So I think employer brand is gonna be huge. And I do think that the continued eye on digestible information. So it's rapidly changing. You know, We used to see people send out 50 page long documents. Now we see websites with blog articles that are shorter. Now we see social media posts that are just one image that you need to look at, right? So I think we're going to continue to see the emphasis. And this has been the past few years, but I think video, short video is going to continue to be really important. One minute explainer videos of what your services are and how you do them.
0: TikTok, keep... the TikTok world. Do you have TikTok, TikTok world. over there? Yeah.
1: You just, you know, people's attention spans, I think, shrink every, you know, every year that that we as marketers are trying to keep up with the pace of people. And so, making sure that people are feeling engaged and can do that in a very digestible way, I think is going to continue to be important.
0: Yeah, that's great. Final thoughts, then, from you, Casey. What advice would you give to the CPAs, accounting people, listen, even some of the fintech people that serve the accounting profession, who want more of a voice in their firm? They want to get involved in marketing. They don't just want to be billing fees and hitting targets. They want to be doing more content, creating more thought leadership. They want to be contributing to the marketing effort, making their activities count to build the brand of the firm. What would you say to them?
1: I would say, A, speak up, because your marketing, let me tell you, your marketing director will forever um, be grateful for you being interested and wanting to do that. So. Let them know because there is always a marketing activity that a marketing director would say, please, you want to write content. <laughs>
0: yes. yes. Tell
1: me when and where um, so speaking up. And I also think that uh, it's a dialogue around to having an individual marketing plan. So we may have, a, you know, you should have a firm wide marketing plan. But I definitely encourage um, the dialogue around individual marketing plans. And some firms do this where every partner has their own or every partner, principal and manager might have one. Um, but make sure you've got one and, and, and encourage to sit down with your marketing director or marketing professional to strategically map out your goals and how you want to uh, not only build the, the brand for the firm, but your professional brand as an individual, too. I think that's a great way to to get your ideas pen to paper and, and move it forward.
0: Well, Katie Blake, that's been inspirational. Thanks so much for your time and your insights today. Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network presents Influencers in Accounting brought to you by advanced track your access to world-class accounting leaders global influencers and thought leaders discover what makes accounting firms great and accounting professionals world class Thank you for listening to this new Talent in Accounting podcast. This is a relatively new show, but already has over a thousand listeners. So we appreciate you tuning in and sharing the show with your connections. If you have a potentially good guest you'd like to see on the show with some great insights on talent, reach out to me on LinkedIn with a message and we'll follow them up. And as we build this show up, we're looking for a couple of sponsors for whom talent, and the accounting finance space is important. Loads of great opportunities to get your brand out there and show your key messages and even get some of your own guests on the show. Again, drop me a message on LinkedIn to tee up that conversation. And for great podcast content elsewhere, make sure you subscribe to our main show, Accounting Influencers goes out every Monday and join the 40,000 listeners in 150 countries for brilliant interviews with the top leaders, experts and influencers in the accounting and FinTech world. Finally, why don't you join us and our community with some conversations at our next virtual speed networking session. These are now taking place every two months for accounting, finance and tech professionals. 75 minutes of speed dating, great discussions, raising your personal profile, making new connections. Go to accountinginfluencers.com to register your free place for our next event. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day.